Hello and welcome to Concert Pipeline. I'm Steve Jones, doing a solo pod today, as Jens is not available, but want to make sure we keep getting the episodes rolling. Uh, this was an exciting interview for me, um, and really uh, because um, it's the first concert I've been able to go to in a year and a half almost. It's been a long time since I've been to an in-person concert, right? I mean, it makes sense. Um, I have Combrio on the show today, and they put on a hell of a live show. Uh, one of, I think 2015 was the first time I saw them and was able to interview them back in the days when my buddy Joe uh, co-hosted the podcast with me. And uh, I was so impressed by their performance. They were my, like my favorite band of 2015. Uh, and I've liked their uh, stuff ever since. Uh, interviewed them a couple of times over the years as well at uh, Bottle Rock and other uh, ventures. Um, I did have the inter- the opportunity to interview them, I think, at their show at the Fillmore, and um, and I had put, had put my equipment back in the uh, car. This was a couple, you know, a handful of years ago at this point uh, after the interview, and my uh, window was smashed and the equipment was stolen, so I lost the, their interview uh, at that point. But um, but I'd interviewed them again afterwards and, uh, and they're just a great group of guys who put on a, a freaking great live show and, uh, they're from San Francisco. So the local, uh, it's great to support local bands. And, uh, this started with, uh, my girlfriend Tracy asking me, Hey, you, you want to do something crazy for Memorial day weekend? And I'm like, what are you talking about? What, what's going on? And she's like, well, Conrio is going to be playing uh, Joshua Tree Music Festival, uh, just a, a weekend festival, and we can go down and stay at this, you know, hotel that I really like that has a, um, you know, has multiple pools outside, and they're really warm and comfortable, uh, and uh, great atmosphere. She'd stayed there once before, and she had this place she wanted to stay at, and thought it would be a good idea to kind of combine the two. We didn't have any kids for the weekend, so I said, you know what? Sure, let's let's do it. Uh, we'll take a, a road trip, and we'll go down to Palm Springs, and then uh, stay there and uh, and go see Conbrio, um as well. Um, Tracy got a chance to uh, see someone that she worked with, uh, so we got to we got to hang out with uh, you know one of her friends, which was uh, cool to get to meet her, uh, and um, and just have a cool relaxing weekend. Well, I say cool, but it wasn't really cool at all. It was uh, uh, it was actually pretty hot um, in in Palm Springs. It was about a hundred degrees, but when you're hanging by the pool, it's, it's not that bad. Right. So, uh, what I didn't realize, because I think about going down South and, uh, and I think, okay, it's like five and a half hours to LA, you know, a 10 hours to, to San Diego, if there's traffic sort of thing. So, um, it can, you know, then that's at the bottom of the state, right? Well, I'd never, I don't know that I've ever really gone to Palm Springs, Joshua Tree, anything along uh, those lines. Uh, so I didn't have any context for how far away it was. And we're talking Memorial Day weekend. Uh, the traffic wasn't horrible, but there were some points where it was clogged and frustrating to, to sit in traffic. Uh, well, it took us about 10 hours to uh, to drive down. So we, we drove down Friday, and I took a half day at work, and... Um, and drove, we, we left at about noon and, uh, and had a, a couple very small stops just for gas and for grabbing quick food, uh, along the way. And, uh, and then, but it took us 10 hours to get in. We, we rolled in, uh, just a little bit before 10, I believe, uh, at, at night on Friday evening. Uh, and, uh, and the hotel was, was really nice that we, uh, stayed at. It was, it was nothing too over the top, but it was, um, accommodating also. And something that's important for me in a good hotel stay is, uh, a, a complimentary breakfast because I, you know, I stay somewhere and, uh, I, I like my breakfast, I'll tell you. So, um, it, it's nice when that's handled for me and I don't have to worry about bringing my own food and, uh, you know, eating, just eating donuts or something, you know, like that, um, uh, I'm also on this kick of, you know, really reducing the amount of um, added sugar that I'm intaking. Uh, I've cut out most of it uh, really over the past three weeks or so. I'm making it like a four-week stint um, outside of my birthday and uh, my daughter's birthday. And 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 this trip, I will tell you, uh, there was leftover cake for my birthday. 
uh, which was just a, a couple of days before Memorial Day. And, um, and so I did bring down a big slice of cake. I hadn't told my girlfriend about it or anything, but I had a plan for this cake. Uh, but I, and I brought it down, you know, with the knowledge that, you know, okay, I'm, I'm doing a lot better. I've been doing a lot better, like a thousand percent better in terms of my, uh, my sugar intake lost a couple pounds, but it's really just about being healthier and challenging myself in that regard. And, um, and it hasn't been too tough, but for this exception, I brought this piece of cake for, uh, for after the cone brio show, uh, because I I knew I'd want to get a little silly. Right. And, uh, and, and that I did. So, uh, the Combrio show was on Saturday. Um, we, we hung out at the hotel for a while, swam a bit. Uh, I sat, sat out by the pool and did some reading and, uh, and just, uh, just hung out for a while before we had to head over to Joshua tree. And, um, and you know, that area down there is just, it's really dry. It's, it just got this desert. It's a desert, right? So I feel, uh, it's got this desert feel jo- there, the, the Joshua trees, uh, which, um, I, which was pretty cool to, to see. Um, and we get out to where, uh, the Joshua tree music festival is, which is in the middle of nowhere really. And, uh, and it's just so isolated. We, uh, we had directions, but if you blink, you could have missed the location of this place, but there's a whole venue that's set up for shows like these where bands can come out and, uh, and have a place to play for people. And, uh, for, I had mentioned before that this is my first concert back out in real, the real world. I've been doing interviews through zoom for, uh, the past year plus, uh, since COVID hit and, it's afforded me this ability to be able to talk to bands all over the world, which is really cool. A lot of bands who I wouldn't um, have been able to talk to otherwise, uh, and uh, and get to in in ways that I feel you know I, I feel a lot more comfortable taking time with a band when they're sitting in their home and not pressured around sound check or other obligations that they have to do, family, friends. Uh, that sort of thing. So um, I've been able to do more extensive interviews through Zoom, um, but being able to go back, go out to Joshua Tree and see my first concert back uh, was exciting. Um, it's funny. A couple of days after we had purchased tickets for the the concert, uh, we uh, like a ton of concerts started getting announced, like concerts left and right, and everything felt like it was opening back up all of a sudden. It's like, oh man, if we would have just been patient. We could have <laughs> just seen, you know, gone to some shows around here. But I'm glad that Combrio was my reemergence to the live show because uh, because they put on such a great show, and I love those guys, and they're a lot of fun, and uh, and I mean they're just like a tight family. And um, and speaking of family, um, in the opening band for uh, Combrio was um, a, a band called. Uh, Sue's Animal, where uh, the um, the lead singer uh, is the wife of um, Andrew, the drummer for Combrio. So they are really uh, a family band, and she has members of Combrio that played uh, live with her as well. So um, we're going to have Sue's Animal on the show next week. Um, I had a chance to talk to, uh, to her about uh, her music and uh, everything going on in the show and everything like that. So we'll have them on next. But in terms of Combrio, um, we get down to the, the, the festival and uh, the, uh, some members of the band were around. We talked to them uh, uh, for a bit off and on. They were hanging out. Um, there was a, a car accident that a couple of them were in and um, and the, uh, one of the guys had, had hurt himself, uh, hurt himself, hurt his hand, but he, um, you know, he was troop, troop, he was a trooper. He was pushing through and the show must go on really. Uh, so we talked to him for a bit. They had sound check, So they wanted to do it after sound check. Wasn't really sure who in the band I was going to be interviewing. Um, uh, they, kind of are passing it around, so to speak, uh, as far as doing the interview. Okay. A couple of guys will do the interview. We'll, we'll get it done. You know, maybe after Suzanne's, uh, um, uh, sound check will, you know, it'll get done. And even while Combrio was sound checking Zeke, the lead singer of Combrio came out to, uh, uh, to talk to me for a few minutes while the other guys were, were practicing and, um, and kind of 
we caught up for uh, a few minutes, talked about the interview and, you know, no commitment in terms of who's going to do the interview. Well, um, when it came time to, um, actually do the interview, we'd, we'd gotten set up beforehand, um, in this staging area off to the side. It's like where the band hangs, uh, hangs out. There were these great, uh, really great, um, hangout spots and really artistic, like people would build, um, you know, and painted these really elaborate like sets. It was like a set. It felt like I was on a talk show set, um, setting up here to do the interview with, uh, um, with Combrio. And it was, uh, it was just so cool and creative. There was an abandoned bus out there. Um, and, um, and I mean, it was, it was a really neat setup, um, and uh, a cool experience to, uh, to get to be there. And so, um, ultimately I was talking to Zeke backstage, the lead singer of Combrio. Um, and, um, and he said he'd do the interview. Uh, so, um, I, uh, started the interview out with Zeke McCarter. Um, and then along the way, we got a couple of other guys, uh, to join in. Um, uh, uh Brendan Liu, uh, joined the, the interview and, um, Patrick Glynn, uh, also, uh, joined in at, at one point, so a couple couple guys came over and sat down and uh, and joined the conversation for the uh, toward the end. Um, like I said, this isn't a um, a long interview per se. Um, it's uh, a lot shorter. There were uh, there was a lot of other stuff going on, and I didn't want to take too much of their time. Um, but also. This was at a live concert, so um, I got to uh, record a couple of live songs, and we're going to bring some live music to the the podcast today as well. In the interview you're about to hear, uh, Zeke talks a little bit about their new single, uh, Nonsense, and so I think that's a great way to uh, start it out. This is a really powerful song, um, and, uh, and it was great to be able to hear it live and all the emotion behind it. Uh, so let's uh, take a listen to Nonsense by Combrio, and then we'll get into the interview. I've seen a lot of things in my life, but never have I seen so much confusion in our eyes, no. I look around, it's so hard to see. A divided nation by the powers that be, selling our conscience.
Excellent. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Right. Testing, testing. Z and T. Yeah. Tim, right? Steve. Oh, Steve. Steve's Steve. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you came back. You came back. You're good. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Testing, testing. One, two, three. Testing, testing. Zeke and Steve. There it is, right there. <laughs> yeah. So, so let's let's talk. So, I mean, it's been a long time since you know you've played mm. live shows, right? I mean, we got uh, the first couple under your belt. Like, how's how's it yeah. been getting back into it? Man, we've been. It's been. It's been really interesting, and uh, this feels like a completely new experience but it's also like familiar at the same time it's kind of crazy balance between like being excited but also just being mm, considerate and wise you know where we are in the world right now yeah so there's a lot of energy going into it a lot of layers and depths but at the heart of it it's joy and excitement for us to be back in life again out of our houses out of our rooms out of our four corners yeah, and we're better than Joshua Tree to start, right? I mean, yeah. like this is this is beautiful. This is awesome. This is like your third time playing here, right? This is. It's our third time. Yeah, we played in 2015, 2018, and now in 2021. What's up, guys? Yeah. Um, and so uh, you guys have started kind of recording some new music too. We have been. I mean, we were always recording. You know, we yeah. were, we were recording before the pandemic. Had some songs um, just in the pipeline to come out um one of them released actually over the pandemic was nonsense nonsense yeah yeah and you put out a video for that and mm -hmm. i mean it's i mean it really speaks to what's been going on i mean it's a clear uh you know reflection right i mean you're tell, tell me about mm -hmm. what that means to you what this you know how you're impacted by everything that's been going on mm. it's it's man I'm not prepared how deep it's, I am to go into that. It's I, really personal. I know it's personal. It's deeply I, personal for me, you know, I, considering. Yeah. Um, yeah Nick. I'll say this. We wrote the song actually nonsense before um, before the pandemic, actually, in the summer. Actually, the night of the election. Election night, we were in the studio and recorded nonsense and just built on it and work we wrote more songs and tried to figure out a good time to release it but through over the pandemic after the killings of Ahmaud Arbery, George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and there's too many others to count this this growing feeling of pain and just seeing it evolve and not really be aided it at the time we just it's like well we what can we do, you know, outside of it? Usually we're able to, like, you know, be at shows or we're able to, like, just share space with one another and, you know, connecting hearts and, like, you know, we're on the road or we're in a venue or we're just, like, having a very human heart-to-heart -heart experience, but we're all in our homes watching this and feeling this, and it really propelled us to release the song. I felt like it was a good time for it, and just sick of seeing it. Yeah. Yeah. And Hopeful for the future, of course. Hopeful always and keeping the faith in the work that a lot of frontliners are doing and a lot of the changes that are being made. I mean, the George Floyd, you know, hearings from that, you know, seeing that he was convicted um, was, it's not something you really want to celebrate so much or like highlight so much, even though it is very important and it is pivotal in our growth as far as social justice and racial justice, but yeah and it, mm. yeah and, and it's like, grateful to see it's grateful to it, see some change and see us all see this message expand globally not just in particular race communities or you know class communities it's like a global cry that we felt was um mm, just seeing a seeing some real change um so your um your newest album is Ex uh, explorer so tell me kind of um about your process from uh, that album um you know coming on the heels of paradise it was just a big cry for joy cry of joy of you know we were touring the world and seeing a lot of so many new things and having so many new experiences and especially on the strength of and the spirit of paradise it was 
challenging in ways, but also very affirming in ways to the work that we put into, we put, we put into our message, put into the music, and it just opened our worlds like to with so much joy, filled with so much joy. It's like, oh man, we've been dreaming of you know playing music and, and connecting and sharing our gifts and and these songs for quite a while and to be able to tour the world with it it was like let's just keep exploring you know these are reflections of our our journey you know along the year and one just be a put the positivity like big battery of positivity back into society as much as we can to offset and balance out some of the other energies that don't feel like that you know yeah um it was truly just a breath of positivity and high energy you know got high spirits you got i wanna you got royal rage you got usm so many we did got the heart-shaped box cover right um we we, we kind of ex- explored new sonic sounds you know we've it really was the embodiment of like the those two years and maybe even some like some of those songs i was working on for a while but those two the spirit of it was that two years was just full of joy and gratitude for being able to connect with our global family yeah and you mentioned the heart-shaped box cover i mean that that's an amazing take on that song i mean what uh what inspired you to kind of uh, choose that as a cover for the uh for the album i had a couple songs to like choose from we had like some red uh, red hot chili peppers covers that we wanted to do actually we're going to work on a grunge cover ep really grunge rock cover ep that uh we had like black hole sun in our set i saw you sound checking to that yeah we were we had that in our set at one point and we were kind of just like exploring that vein and exploring that that style of music i mean uh-huh. we're all big fans of those artists so it's like let's see what how we can you know bridge the gap between those two we didn't we got all we got was heart shaped box but maybe we'll somehow that project would pick back up again Sneaks later on into, yeah you know next album maybe uh, yeah and uh, so tell me about the dynamic of the the band at this point you guys have toured, toured the world like you said a couple of times like i mean uh you guys are really a family right i mean like tell me tell me where you guys are at and as you guys are picking things back up uh there are actually new families there are families being built right now uh we've got two new dads actually they're not so new but i guess two years is pretty new it's a couple yeah, of years, yeah. especially it's right very, now yeah very new got two new boys in the um so excited and grateful this is bringing a new wave of life especially after you know being spending so much time with our families and our loved ones over you know being sheltered in place so it's reminding us of how we are the family that we have and the family that we've built quite a sweet reunion to be able to be out here but yeah just to I guess to really put it, the nail on the head where we don't know what the future holds, you know? Yeah. Just with this new realm and new opening of life, you know, a lot of us would say we'll go back to anything, but I don't know if that's possible to ever go back. We can uh, transmute and we can, I guess, uh, recreate as much as we can, but emulate, but we're open to all possibilities at this point shows are coming in we got festivals we're at joshua tree we played our first show last week in arcada um there's a lot that just personally i I can speak for everybody but there's some things i just don't know right now yeah yeah you're just taking it one day at a time right that's all you can do some days some days a couple days at a time yeah (laughs) (laughs) weeks at a time but yeah man one step one step at a time yeah so what are some of the you know really amazing places that you've been able to play as you've toured the world like what are some of the highlights over the past years that you've been able to you know really take Combrio out into the world what are some of the best yeah some of the best places that you've been able to play like around the world uh, you want to answer this question pat pat the best places we've played the, around the world yeah africa not yet not yet <laughs> Um, 
We've played in a lot of pretty cool places. We got to play in Japan. We played、um, Fuji Rock in Japan.、Um, that was pretty amazing. Up in the mountains, like at a, it's like a ski resort, but during the summer, so it's like all green and yeah, beautiful.、Um, let's see. We also played、uh, the North Sea Jazz Festival. is pretty cool in Rotterdam.、Mm-hmm. Um, Trying to think of some place cool in the states we played. I mean, every every place is like pretty cool. They have like their different things. I mean, right here, Joshua Tree Music Festival is really fun because it's like I feel like it's unique because it's a music festival that's like always set up. So like they have like really cool structures going on, you know. Oh, it's been great to just explore and see everything. I mean, it's what an amazing venue, right? Yeah, yeah, no, it's really cool. How about in the Bay? Like what's you know your home home area? What's、uh, where do you like to play when you're in town?、Um, well, we usually play. We played a lot at the Independent. That's really fun. But we've got to play at the Fillmore a couple、Fillmore. times, and that's like that was like a dream come true for sure. I don't know. Do you guys have a favorite place in the Bay?、Uh, yeah, this is Brendan, by the way. I just I just walked in.、Um, I think personally, my my I don't even know if it. Still is around, but my favorite place is this place in the Mission called、uh, Red Poppy Art House. Yeah, which has been like、um, it's basically like a it's a place where they take in like artists' residents, like like、um, not music artists, but like physical artists or like pa-、yeah. like painters and that sort of thing. Where's that? Is that Oakland?、Or? It's in the Mission. Okay,、uh, it's really tiny, but they also do a lot of concerts there. Yeah,、um, it's a really tiny venue. It probably holds like. Fifteen people, not、yeah. including the band.、Um, <laughs> but I love that place because it's, and even this this goes for like when we're on tour and stuff. Whenever we get to those venues that are, you know, not like, not the biggest, not the fanciest equipment, all this stuff. Like that place doesn't even have sound ampl- amplification. But just in general, it's like when you can like, really feel people in the room and, like, see someone's like sweat dripping off their face and stuff. And yeah, all that like smell people and、right. stuff like that. You know, like.、Um, I really like those kind of venues. So that one's that one's a personal favorite of mine. Yeah, and they, and they're they're really good because they're like a community. It's a community community place. Yeah. So. And,、uh, um, so we um, we were um, I want to I want to mention also the、uh, Long Live Foundation, right? Which、uh, which your song is kind of、um, some of the proceeds are going to to contribute there, right? Yeah, Long Live Love Foundation is.、Um, Started actually inspired by my brother's debut EP that he、uh, wrote, produced when he was 17.、Um, and after his passing,、uh, my mother initiated、uh, starting a family foundation in his honor. Not only his, but my father's, as well as other victims of violence and injustice in our country.、Um, yeah, and it was a blessing to be able to contribute also to you know. It was a people's program, and it was a youth alive or something. Yeah, but long live love is a family foundation that actually we're having our. We just built our,、um, installed our garden. Blue is there, and we're having our、uh, healing garden opening on the 13th, June 13th. So it's really amazing to see like how many lives this is pa- impacting positively in the life that it's that it's that's coming from a transition of their lives. Yeah, you're doing a great thing,、um, and uh, so your, one of your most recent tours was with Lyrics Born. I mentioned to you before, but we、um, had him on the program recently.、Um, tell me about wh-、um, your guys' work together. You guys have recorded together. You toured the、uh, East Coast. Yeah, it's the homie. It's the big homie,、yeah. um, Bay Area legend, California West Coast legend. Was he like? What's this thing he said? It shows like for longest running for like twenty some years. I can't remember what he used to say. <laughs> Something like, like that, the only、right? like independent yeah, Asian rapper、uh-huh. for like, <laughs> I, I've、uh, heard that like, yeah. Yeah. yeah holding it down man it was that was a cool opportunity to be able to be in the studio with him and work on some songs and、um, bring those to life in, in in real time on the East Coast it was like a just like a brotherhood tour pretty much yeah yeah all the guys in the Bay yeah did, did you guys meet like when you were playing shows together or how did you we met all Playing around the bay. Yeah. 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 Very cool.、Um, 
All right. Well, I think uh, I think we're good. I want to thank you guys for for first for coming out here, getting out here and playing the you know the first concert I'm seeing in <laughs> in a year and a half. It's a uh, I'm really looking forward to it, and uh, really for taking the time as well. So appreciate right, it. Steve, thanks, man. Yeah. Have a great set tonight. Okay. Yeah. Do our best. <laughs> that was the interview with Conbrio here on Concert Pipeline, and now it is time for the music news. I have a couple stories about what's going on in the music world uh, and bringing them to you now. So uh, first story is about Aerosmith. Um, So uh, Brad Whitford from Aerosmith uh, has shared his doubts that the legendary band will ever perform live again because his own and his band members' ages are becoming a quote-unquote real factor. Woodford made the comments during an appearance on uh, Joe Bonamassa's streaming interview series, Live from Nerdville. Uh, After Joe asked Brad about the band's planned European tour, he said, The European tour? They tried to plan one last year, uh, and they're talking about next year. It's a pipe dream right now. Nothing's going to happen for a long time. Sometimes I'm not sure what my partners are thinking when uh, they think that's going to happen. There's another interesting thing about going to Europe now because of Brexit. It's so much harder to get work visas because of that. That's going to be a whole nother nightmare. I mean, I have my doubts about Aerosmith ever really performing again at this stage because uh, age is becoming a real factor, and it is what it is. Uh, So uh, I guess we'll see if we ever get any Aerosmith shows again. I have a hard time believing that Aerosmith is done rocking, and and they didn't even do the retirement thing like, uh, you know, Kissed did or Motley Crue or anything like that, where they're like, we're going to retire kind of maybe eventually. We, you know, or we're signing these documents saying that we're retired, but we're we're not really. We're gonna we're gonna keep playing shows and uh, and doing that sort of thing. So um, I, I don't know. I have a hard time. Aerosmith has been here long before uh, I was born, and I'm sure will be here long after I go I just it just feels like that right they're one of those staples that you can't stop so uh, we'll see if uh, uh, anything really comes of that but uh, but that's uh, that's the word um, okay, this is an interesting story. Uh, Ex-Megadeth bassist David uh, Elfelson admits to masturbating encounters with women in new uh, police report. Uh, he's uh, filing revenge porn charges uh, after a leaked video led to allegations of grooming. Um, and he admitted to four to five masturbating encounters online with a young woman in a new police report. Uh, it came as he uh, filed these charges against a person who he alleges, quote-unquote, illegally uploaded a very private video that prompted allegations of grooming against him. The musician met with the Scottsdale, Arizona police to pursue his charges, who are now investigating. According to their police report obtained by Rolling Stone, uh, Elfson admitted that he had been exchanging sexual text messages with a Dutch teenager who captured a video of one of their encounters without his consent and shared them with friends. Several explicit cr- screenshots and a video later surfaced online, with some alleging that they were uh, with an underage girl, with, which led to his dismissal from Megadeth. The Scottsdale Police Department said that the Dutch woman in question is 19 and that Elfeson is pursuing charges against the person who leaked the screenshots and video, not her. He told police that he first met the woman when he was signing autographs after a gig in the Netherlands where they struck up a friendship. Second time they met in person was in the Netherlands at a hotel lobby to have coffee and a soda. He believes this was February 2020. Uh, Wow, okay. So probably one of their last shows, I imagine, before, um, before COVID hit. Uh, he stated there was no physical contact, and they just had a conversation. He said this is there's never been any sexual physical contact between the two, and the report said it was that it was in July or August when they started. Uh, they each started to masturbate in front of each other using Facebook Messenger, and that they had about four to five masturbating encounters. That's interesting. That's a new way to uh, to encounter fans, right? Is to Facebook message masturbating videos with them. That's really. Uh, that's really interesting, um, and that was the last of which was in February 2021. Um, so 
The video was leaked online by someone calling Elphison a pedophile. He said it was, he was ad advised uh, by management to not do anything and to sit tight because it would probably blow over. He was also assured by his management that their lawyers would investigate the case. However, a video of uh, him masturbating went viral shortly afterwards. The police report goes on to say that the woman had shared the video with friends but wasn't sure how it got leaked out to others. Hmm, that's a curious one. It's interesting that he's not going for her uh, because she's the one who handed it out. I don't think anybody else hacked into her system to uh, get it. It sounds like she gave it to other people, right? Which is, you know, if you're in any sort of public... I mean, first of all, not a good idea anyway in this, this time. Like, just you know, don't record shit like that because unless you are comfortable with it getting out, you should, if you're recording that stuff, you should just assume it's going to get out there. Right. Um, but, uh, especially if you're a prominent person, not that, I mean, this, this guitarist isn't, you know, a, a high level celebrity per se, but he's in a famous band and, uh, and there you can probably well assume that what you're doing will have a, a lens on it in some capacity. Um, story, uh, says, uh, she was remorseful and agreed to send out a social media statement on her Instagram account that she had been a willing consenting adult during their mutual, uh, virtual sexual encounter. A little creepy because he is way older, but it's not legal apparently. So, right. So, um, frontman Dave Mustaine said, an already strained relationship, um, you know, tied to the departure, uh, from Ellison, uh, from the band. So, uh, it, it was enough to make working together impossible moving forward. Um, and uh, so after subsequent rumors that he would be replacing Ellison, ex-Metallica bassist Jason Newstead denied the reports a replacement has not yet been announced. So I guess we'll see who uh, replace, replaces the, the bassist in Megadeth. Okay. On uh, other... Uh, rock news. Kid Rock uh, shouts a homophobic slur at fans during a Tennessee performance. The singer was filmed uttering the slur during a performance uh, last weekend, um, and um, footage obtained by TMZ shows the singer delivering a tirade on Saturday night, June 5th, against fans using their smartphones to record him. At one point, he's heard to yell, fuck your iPhone, and then points to his crotch and sings, you can post this, you can post this, you can post this dick right now. Then he screams, you fucking F words with your phones out before the video gets cut off. Uh, the clip was captured while he was on stage at Fish Lips Bar and Grill in Smithville, Tennessee. So Kid Rock not playing too big of venues, apparently, and uh, and is, you know, belligerent when he's... Um, when he's per performing that's that's special so um this is the latest controversy to engulf the country star it comes after he previously launched a vicious onstage rant against oprah winfrey in 2019 um and um and so he's uh in i guess in that situation he was uh heard shouting fuck oprah winfrey to a crowd before continuing to attack tv personalities kathy lee gifford i mean has she been relevant in 25 years? And Joy Behar, uh, he later remarks that she can suck dick sideways. Okay. Uh, and he subsequently said of the incident, I have a big mouth and drink too much sometimes. Shocker. I also work hard and do a ton to help others out. But that's just back page news because the press hates uh, I love Trump. Fuck them too. I am what I am. I ain't what I ain't. Um, so uh, that is the latest from Kid Rock. And he apparently owns who he is no effort to clean up uh any of that right okay so Sinead O'Connor uh she retracted her retirement announcement the singer said her retirement announcement was a knee-jerk reaction to some triggering media interviews uh, she's back down on her intention to retire just days after her initial announcement. I hadn't even heard that she was planning announced to be uh, planning to retire, to be honest, but it didn't last long. So uh, over the weekend, she had announced her retirement from music and touring in a series of tweets confirming that her forthcoming album, No Veteran Dies Alone, will be her last release. Um, this is not sad news. It's staggeringly beautiful news. A warrior knows when he or she should retreat. It's been a 40-year journey. Time to put the feet up and make other dreams come true, she said on Saturday, June 5th. And now uh, the artist has said that she will not be retiring. Um, and um, 
so with in an inter, uh, UK interview with Canadian broadcasters, she referred to as pigs in lipstick. I don't know what that is, uh, what's going on there. But she confirmed that she will still be performing all shows currently booked in 2022, uh, apologizing to fans and industry workers for the fright. Uh, all interviewers are asked to please be sensitive and not ask about child abuse or dig deep into painful shit about mental health, which would be traumatizing for me to have to think about every fucking time. Uh, and yes, it does say fucking with it, with G's. Uh, I go to sell a record for 30 years. It's, aren't you mental? Aren't you an asshole? Aren't you invalid? O'Connor said, I said I was retiring. Uh, as I have said many times before in knee-jerk reactions uh, when I was young and made the butt of media uh, abuse on the grounds, I'm legally vulnerable. Uh, the uh, hugest misconception, I'm always asked this but never answer, of Sinead O'Connor is that she is Amazonian. I'm not. I'm a five foot four inch soft-hearted female who is actually very fragile, but I love my job, making music, that is. I don't like the consequences of being a talented and outspoken woman, being that I have to wade through walls of prejudice every day to make a living, but I'm born for live performance, and with the astonishing love and support I have received in the last few days, and will continue to receive from Rob Prince and all at ICM, as well as many managers and, uh, and buyers and fans, I feel safe in retracting my expressed wish to retire. Okay. Um, so, uh, so she won't be retiring uh, is the long and short of that, right? Um, all right. Yes. Uh, last story. Uh, in the music news uh, is uh, about, of course, Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters, who are playing Bottle Rock. I'll keep mentioning it. Um, I am excited to see them when they come to Napa in September and uh, and get to uh, see them live. It was announced the, today, the day of this recording, the uh, a bunch of after shows, um, and one of which is Chevy Metal. Uh, Taylor Hawkins, the the drummer of Foo Fighters, uh, side band, which is, I mean, they seem really cool. I've never had a chance to see them live, um, and I will like likely have to miss the performance, which is a bummer because it's I mean, it's really late on a Sunday night. It's at, like at least eleven o'clock, uh, and uh, I'll just say it's past my bedtime. And after three days of Bottle Rock, I don't think I have an after show in me uh, at that point. But uh, exciting news for Foo Fighters. They're going to play their first concert uh, back, uh, the first concert back, maybe not theirs, but uh, at Madison Square Garden. It's the first full-capacity arena concert in New York since March of 2020, and uh, it's only for fans who are fully vaccinated, uh, happening on June 20th. So right around the corner. Like, I mean, it's it's just happening. And... Um, some Foo Fighters are going to perform then, uh, and we've been waiting for this day for over a year, Dave Grohl, the band's frontman, said in a statement on Tuesday telling fans to prepare for a long night of screaming our heads off together to 26 years of Foo's. Audience members will be required to show proof of full COVID-19 vaccination along with their tickets to enter the venue, um, the executive chairman and chief executive at Madison Square Garden Entertainment said in a statement. Uh, this Again, this is how concert is right around the corner but tickets aren't on sale yet they're on sale on friday at 10 a.m um and they're very reasonably priced um and full capacity concerts represent the latest sign of a return to cultural life in manhattan on monday bruce springsteen announced that springsteen on broadway the rock legends autobiographical show would come back for a limited run that begins performances at the st james theater on june 26th um a lot of Broadway theaters and producers are still holding off opening until after Labor Day. A drop in coronavirus cases and increasing vaccination rates in the United States have encouraged many producers and performers to accelerate their plans. People are ready to get back to concerts. Let's do this, right? Um, fans have been able to attend NBA playoff games at the Garden where the Knicks play with separate sections for fully vaccinated and unvaccinated fans. That is awesome. I didn't realize that, that they're putting all the unvaccinated people in one section of the freaking arena. That is awesome. Um, uh, and so the Knicks were eliminated last week, which paved the way for concerts to be able to happen. So um, this Foo Fighters tour was meant to celebrate the band's 25th anniversary, but was postponed a year because of the pandemic, of course. Um, and the group last performed at the Garden in 2018 when it sold out two nights on its Concrete and Gold tour. That feels like so long ago, uh, that tour. Um, but uh, Foo Fighters have released their 10th album, Medicine at Midnight, 
go check that out. It's good stuff, and look forward to hearing some of those songs uh, live. Um, it's uh, it's going to be really awesome. Uh, so that is our music news for today. Uh, and uh, again, we're bringing live music back, right? We're doing this. So um, I want to thank Combrio for taking the time to do the interview. Um, we're going to close out with a song from Combrio's live set. And um, a reminder as well that uh, next week on the program, we're going to have Sue's Animal, um, which was the opener for the Combrio show. We're going to have them on the program. And guess what? More live music from that uh, from their, their set as well. So um, excited for it. Love it. Uh, and uh, so we're going to close this out with um, one of Combrio's old songs from their uh, debut EP, Kiss the Sun. Well, Here's uh, the aptly named Kiss the Sun. Uh, For all of us here at Concert Pipeline, I'm Steve Jones. We'll catch you next time. I've been blessed with two new sons to kiss. I mean, not all of us. Don't everybody kiss new sons. Don't everybody. Yes. But congratulations, Andrew, Kurt, Susanna, and Emma. Make some noise for new life, Joshua Tree. Make some noise for new life. Babies making babies. So where we see our love literally rise. And we're going to do our best to emulate that energy tonight with this music, with our hearts, with our moves and our two steps. We got some dancers out here. It's a real simple step, real simple process. How's it go, Kirch? Something about, something goes up. I don't know what goes up, something goes up. Refresher? No? We going up, that's what we doing. We going up. Well, we did one, we handled the first step. The first step is show up. Everybody say show up. That's right. You did that, A++. The second step is turn up. Everybody say turn up. Show up, turn up, show up, turn up, show up, show up.
Just for the one dedicated love. I wanna see you take us to the 